And Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. After three hours of darkness, Jesus committed his spirit to the Father. His life was not taken from him against his will. This was not a defeat. This was a victory. The completion of a stunning mission. And to understand this victory, we need to go back 24 hours before to observe something that happened when Jesus met with his inner circle for a last dinner. Understand what happened in that upper room and you can make sense of what happened on the cross. Now I'm gonna read a passage for you. This is not the usual passage that is used for communion. Most often it's the one that Paul gives in Corinthians. But this one tells us something that the others don't and adds to an understanding. And so I'm hopeful that you'll catch the detail and be able to see something of what's going on that Jesus is wanting us to remember even this evening. So from Luke 22, 14 through 20, we read this. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he'd taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup. This is a second cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. A few weeks ago, or last Sunday, I shared with you some different aspects of God's grace. And I want to remind you of some of what we said. We are saved by grace. There is a saving grace. In other words, God does what we don't deserve to save us. And Ephesians 2.5 says, for by grace you have been saved. But there are other aspects of grace that we find in the New Testament. For example, in Hebrews 13.9, it says, it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace. In other words, grace actually makes our hearts capable of doing something that they couldn't otherwise do. There's something called future grace found in the Bible, several places. 1 Peter 1.13, for example, says, fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ returns, there is a whole package of grace that he is going to give us. Now, I want to talk about how those graces connect to three problems. For example, we have a history problem. According to Romans, the wages of sin is death. And our history, what we have done, declares our sinfulness. Even if someone were to fix our history problem, 
we still would have a heart problem because our hearts like doing what dishonors God. Uh, Matthew 15, 19 says, For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, slanders. In other words, our heart produces all kinds of bad things. Our hearts are bent on doing what dishonors God. So we've got a history problem. We've also got a heart problem. We've got another problem. And not surprisingly, it also begins with the letter H. It's a hope problem. Remember, this is from Ephesians, remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, having no hope and without God in the world. Our prospects were dark. Now here's what I want you to see is the connection between these three problems and three graces. Our history problem is solved by saving grace. Our heart problem is solved by heart grace. And our hope problem is solved by future grace. Now you're ready to see something in communion that hopefully will help you better understand what it is we're about to do. It says that Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed, he served communion as a preview of grace. He was showing them, I want you to see the kind of grace that you are about to receive. And he's told us, I want you to do it in remembrance. We can now look back. And it's designed to be a reminder of the grace that was made possible by the cross. So I'm gonna read the passage that I just read a moment ago. I'm gonna read it again. But this time I wanna make each of the grace connections for you and help you understand it. First, we're gonna talk about the first cup because there are two cups in the passage in Luke. It says, when the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now until the kingdom of God comes. This is about future grace. He's going to, he's telling them, you know, I am going to partake of this with you again. <laughs> By implication, I'm not going to die and that's the end of the story. I'm going to rise from the grave. He's told them that. They just don't get it yet. I am going to establish my kingdom. You are going to be with me in that kingdom. And I am pledging to you that I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until I do it with you in my future kingdom. It's been 2,000 years almost. Jesus has not touched the fruit of the vine. But when we partake of this cup, the first cup, we are doing that as a reminder. Jesus wants us to understand this. You have a future with me. That's what that first cup is designed to communicate. Imagine a favorite meal of a soldier who is going to be assigned overseas. And you might meet with him and you would fix his favorite meal. And then he goes off 
and he's going off to face danger and you're not sure if he will be back but you tell him we're not going to have whatever it was steak and baked potato until you come back that's what Jesus is doing he's saying this is the last time I'm going to partake of this cup until and this is for true for every person who names Jesus as Lord and Savior he's coming back He's going to establish his kingdom. And we are going to have a last supper like no other you've ever seen. And Jesus is going to take the cup and he's going to say, I have waited 2,000 years for this moment. That's what the first cup is designed to remind you. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus is declaring himself, as, as Mark shared, Jesus is declaring himself as our substitute. He's the solution to our history problem. All the things that we have done, all the things on our red slips of paper, the penalty associated with that fell on him. The payment for everything we have ever done is paid by him. And so when we partake of the bread... What he wants us to remember is, I am the solution for your history problem. You don't have a history problem with God. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten. This is another cup saying, this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. What is this new covenant? Well, numerous passages in the Old Testament tell us. Here's one, Jeremiah 31 Verses 31 and 33. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, and I will put my law within them, and on their heart I will write it, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. This new covenant, he says, here's a cup, and this is a cup that is celebrating a new covenant, which is going to provide for every recipient a new heart that yearns to please God. So when we partake of these elements, Jesus established the Lord's Supper because he wants to take, partake of the first cup as an encouragement. We have a sure hope and future with him. He wants us to partake of the bread as a comfort that our history no longer stands between us and God. And he wants us to partake of the second cup as an inspiration. He's given us a new heart that finds its true joy in living for his pleasure. So what we're going to do tonight, it's a little different than what we would normally do, is we are going to come to the table and you are going to get both a bread and cup and a second cup, and you're gonna take it back to your seat. But you're first gonna come, I've filled mine out, so you're gonna to come to the cross, and you're gonna place your card on the cross, and then you're gonna come, and it's labeled here, you're gonna take the bread in the cup, and the second cup, and you're gonna take that back to your seat, and you're gonna hold that, and then we're gonna partake together. Now, in order to make this somewhat manageable, I'd like, when you get up in just a minute, come to the center aisle, 
So just, you'll slide this way, and those of you on the side sections, you'll slide this way to the center aisle, come to the cross, then go to the table, take the elements back to your seat, and wait until all have been served, and then we will partake together. You are going to partake of the first cup, and we'll do it together, to celebrate your future. You have a hope in him. You're going to partake of the bread to affirm forgiveness. Your history no longer separates you from God. You're going to partake of the second cup to celebrate the receipt of a new heart in Jesus. He has made it possible for you to live for his pleasure. Now, this table is open to all those who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you don't know Jesus, you can solve that problem right where you are seated simply by accepting Jesus as your Savior right where you sit and say, Lord Jesus, I recognize you as my Savior. And then come and partake in communion to declare what you have just done. So you're going to come and place your card at the cross. Then you're going to pick up two cups with the bread and you're going to go back to your seat and then we will partake together.